what's up all you addicts out there? Welcome to the Addicted Fishing Podcast. And tonight we're just going to kind of be talking some updates with Addicted. And then we also have a special guest in the studio. We brought Mr. Conan. What's your how do you, last name? How do you pronounce it? Byman. Conan Byman. Conan yeah. Byman from Filet-Away Fish Mats. Hey. And we brought him in to just kind of interview him, talk to him about his business, see kind of his venture and why he made the Filet-Away Mats. And then you guys all know we love him. So we figured why not bring him into a podcast and kind of chat about it. But before we do, we should probably talk some fishing, I think. Oh, yeah, I know for sure. There's there's a lot to talk about with so little going on. I know. I mean, it's we're just sitting here on a run right now that's just completely, uh, I mean, honestly, it's just completely falling on its face. I mean, I, I just don't know how to sugarcoat this anymore. Yeah. I mean, the, the complete ineptitude of our forecasts and, and our hatchery plants and stuff, it's, it's just coming full circle. Um, just, you know, we've been having a lot of, uh, discussions within our hatchery and wild coexist campaign on, on, uh, finally kind of, we, I think we've gotten it big enough to where we need to start putting our foot down a little bit in some situations. So, you, so if you guys will be looking for some updates and I got some good positive updates up there too, as well, or where we're at in some of our campaigns and, and some of our fundraising efforts and, uh, what they're about. But, uh, so are yeah. you just not seeing any fish like in the rivers you're fishing? Yeah, I mean, some of the rivers we were fishing, you know, they were calling for, you know, upwards of 50, 60, 70,000. And we, and we understand that these are forecasts and we understand that, you know, forecasts, let's be honest, they're, they're kind of like the weather forecast. Exactly. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're usually, worse they're, than the weather well, forecast. they're usually, you know, the hit or miss. And we understand that, you know, sometimes they're good and bad, but at the end of the day, it's like, you know, every year our state cuts our hatchery small plant productions from you know, a certain number, they cut them down five or 6%. And over the last 10 or 15 years, we're just, we're dying. And then we have a weird turn of events in the ocean. And we have something like this, that's kind of slapping a lot of people upside the head. And it's just, it's just terrible for the Columbia systems. Now I know, I understand a lot of guys up North. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, and there's probably guys listening to this podcast, like, well, I'm catching fish. Da, 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 da. I, I get it. But when you look at the whole scope of like, just what's going on and, basically like this whole coho forecast and the whole like prediction kind of took everybody's uh, i think it took everyone's eye off the ball you know i think it took everyone like from thinking okay we're gonna have a good robust fishery we're gonna have this we're gonna have that you know okay things are looking up and now it's just like the the biggest kick in the freaking nuts mm -hmm. i mean the commercial fisheries out in the columbia like them hate them indifferent whatever they're not they're not being that productive they did really good on chinooks on their last opener hmm. <laughs> Of all things in zones four and five, wow. but so it's like we've got some Chinook, but this this Banner Coho run for the Columbia system is just uh, not happening. Not and, happening. And didn't notice that. I mean, early on we were down in on the coast in June and July and catching a lot of fish. Then it was it was like a real Coho rodeo early in the ocean. Oh, and that's and that's the other thing. You know, the other side to it is I think you know we we all experienced that mm -hmm. great fishing, great early fishing. You know, do you think those fish are like future years? Like maybe they just may move down the coast? No? No, so not, 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 not doesn't work that way for Coho. Yeah. In Coho you have jacks and adults and you don't you don't have the you don't have a stretched out, you know, like where Shaducks can be three, four, five, and six year olds. You know, you don't you don't have that with Coho. So no. <laughs> I mean just wow. what, so we, what we were supposed to get, we were supposed to get. Ooh. And uh, unfortunately, uh Unfortunately, yeah, so I don't think they're hanging out an extra year unless for some weird-ass reason that's just what they're doing. Um, you know, and the thing is the coated wire tag recoveries up and down the Oregon coast, even though, like, a lot of our fish dip south for whatever reason, mm -hmm. currents or a lot of them went there, 
you know, but they were being recovered out in the ocean and they just, they're just MIA in the river. So I don't know. Definitely. Yeah. It's a little disheartening. Like I said, it's not, it's not to the point where there's like no fish. And like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not sitting here like screaming doom and gloom, like saying, if you go to your river, you're not going to catch one. But what I am saying is that the, this giant run that had all this pomp and circumstance around is just, it's just not coming to fruition. Yeah. Like the 900,000 oh. early predictions. That went to six. Coming. That yep. is not. Yeah. I mean, now I will say this, you know, last year we did have like in the river I fish, we had the large, the latest peak arrival to one of the hatcheries being the first week of December. We've got big rain fronts coming this week and maybe this next podcast I'll come in and be like, Oh man, we're just, we're, we're eyeballs deep in these damn things right now. And, you know, I hope it happens. Like, and you know, there's still probably going to be a run, but it's just definitely not what it is. And well, like I said, we took, we took our eye off the ball. So I think we need to get the pressure on. We need to get our hatchery plants back up. We need to get rid of this mm -hmm. whole NFS. Just, I'm just, you're going to bleep this, but we got to get rid of this. It's, we have to help these hatchery fish or we have to give them back their habitat. It's one of the two, or we will not have them period the debate is over yeah so anyways on a lighter note <laughs> i know i'm like depressed i just now. like I all know, these I, people I just, watching all these people know, listening just, and watching are oh. like why am i even listening to this podcast i know well it, because it should be an eye-opener like that's the problem with the sportsmen in general just it's we're i mean we're getting there we're getting organized we got a good campaign we got the right people kind of keeping their eye on it, but just get engaging the average sport fisherman, you know, it's just tough. Yeah. Well, really, tough. I mean, on the same note, I've just relocated from the east side of the state. So I'm coming back after being gone 10 years. And, you know, I've come in back this year thinking, wow, the goes runs great. You know, the runs are coming back. Um, I used to fish a lot of steelhead, and that was pretty pitiful this year. But it's nothing different than it has been. And then just to see this, it's, it's opening my eyes. So, you know, it is kind of, there's a little bit of a downer to it, but it's real. You know, this is real. And... And we do need to know about it. We need to do something. About and we've it. got to do something about you know, it. And my point is, like, you know, I understand the ocean cycles. You know, we, we had great fishing in 2004. But even before then, take, you know, like, take 2000 through, like, 2012. Like, just look at that. Like, even in our down years, they weren't this down. And even in our good years, they were still pretty good. Mm -hmm. 2008, we had some banging coho. 2000, 2001, springers. Like, we had... Just better fish, even on the downward track. Because, like I said, that ocean, you know, it, it's it cycles good and bad. So, it's, you know, what's different now than it was then? When, especially, we should be coming back in, or we should have been rolling back into the effects of a good ocean on these salmon populations. We don't have them. I mean, I'll just, I'll, you know, screw it. I'll name drop it right now. I was fishing the. <laughs> we'd have twelve thousand springers showing up in that damn thing. I, I mean, remember. it was stupid. And they're just gone. And it's not like they've done. I mean, I understand, like I said, good and bad. But but what were we doing back then that we're not doing now? And I think a lot of people know that answer. Planting more fish. I think that's the start of it. Yeah. And how we do it. And what yeah. we do. We got to get back to it. Yeah. That way we can totally agree. Totally make a whole bunch of these awesome fillet away fish mats to clean all our well, fish. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's definitely a vested interest yeah. of mine. Yeah. Well, that's a right? wild steelhead season doesn't do it for you. That's a good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good way to I think segue into just talking to Conan is like, tell us a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your venture. What 
you know, just start from the top, kind of like you did in the last live feed that we had you in and why you created the flare sure. mats and yeah. what the purpose behind them is and all that. Okay. Well, I, I, I'd love to take credit for it, but I wasn't the inventor. My business partner, Pete Illitello, he actually came up with the idea. We were on a fishing trip together in Tri-Cities fishing for walleye. Um, it's a great walleye fishing area, by the way. Mm -hmm. um, and the guide was flaying up the fish, and he was using one of those AstroTurf mats. I'm sure we've all used those mm -hmm. kind of... And he was complaining about how, you know, he's flaying his fish, and it's not really staying in place, but it's the best thing he can find, and he doesn't like how it gets little pieces of plastic in his, you know, in his fillets. And in the Tri-Cities in the summer, he's going through two of them a week, and even if they're only five or ten bucks a piece, that starts to add up. Um, but he's like, you know what? It's the best thing out there. And Pete's a mold maker, so he's like, mm, there's got to be something else out there, or we can make something better. And did some research, um, couldn't find anything better, and just happened to, one thing led to another, happened to get lucky on some material, on a mold, and we decided to go for it. And uh, Pete started molding it out, or, you know, making the mold, and trying to come up with different materials that wouldn't absorb any smells, that uh, would grip your fish and whatever surface you put the mat on and would be easy to clean. That was kind of the outset of the whole idea. Um, and the first material we tried uh, was an absolute failure. It didn't work at all. The nubs were too small. So we went through a bunch of different design changes. And at some point, we realized that, you know what, this wouldn't be just something cool for us to make for ourselves, but this would be really helpful for anybody who fillets fish. And so we kind of got the idea that let's let's get this thing patented. And Pete did. He got it patented. Uh, we've got a, a design and utility patent on it. Um, and, yeah, we started selling them in 2017, early 2017, started taking them to sportsman shows. The very first one was in Tri-Cities. It's not a huge sportsman show, if you've ever been to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was a start. And then we went to the sportsman show in, in Spokane. That was our home area. Um, and it's just kind of grown from there. I started talking to you, Marlon, in the spring of 2017. And that's when you first we first started talking. And, I mean, we didn't have any kind of a deal no remember do you remember what i told you you when told you, me that it, you need to try out the product and you want to make sure it's something that you believe in before you're gonna do any kind of a partnership with us yeah and so that, take take note well, guys it's well, good to hear and, that and, from the horse's mouth and i think we need to bring some other partners in here to tell them that too well, because two years before you especially at the sportsman show because if you you would be amazed at how many guys come by the booth and be like here is this widget or here is this whatever mm -hmm. and it's the best thing since sliced bread yeah. and, and half of them we look at and go um oh okay like <laughs> yeah and you've told me yeah. before marlon that you especially now maybe not but even then i'm sure you were getting approached by people with products sponsors all the mm -hmm. time but you made it crystal clear to me and Pete that you are not, you're not for sale. You're not, you know, money nope. isn't going to convince you to support a product. Um, we don't have money anyways, but <laughs> and that's a good thing. Our product really works the way we say it does because I don't think we, I know we wouldn't be working with you if, if A, the product didn't work the way it does and B, You've had the opportunity. Well, to try and I think it out. that's for me. That's what it was. Like I used it the first couple of times. I remember I gave some a couple to Cam, a couple to Jordan. And kind I of passed like, them I around. Didn't like him at no, first. Cam didn't like him at first. Yeah, I think because, that's great to well, hear. Because like, so it's I funny. Mean, really. What's funny though? No, but it was like it. It was. I was. I'm a habitual person, right? Yeah. So like, I was doing the the grass mats, mm -hmm. and I was doing the stuff, and and yeah, you'd find some better grass mats, or you'd find some 
stuff that like, you know, you spent 99 cents at Home Depot on that would, like you said, last two days, it would start stinking like high heaven, especially doing like the buoy 10 fisheries. But I would say they gripped a little better, but they didn't, I wouldn't say they gripped better. They just gripped differently. So mm-hmm. like once I finally like Marlon's like, Hey, you gotta try these mats out. And I got, and then once again, I got sick and tired of having to buy more of those grass mats or having the little plastic things everywhere, having them just stink up the fish boxes, no matter how hard I cleaned them, you couldn't get them clean. Okay, I'm gonna start working with these. And so like within like two days, and keep in mind, I clean, flayed hundreds, if not thousands of fish on the other mats. But then within like a couple days using the the flay, I'm like, yeah, these these things are definitely the best out there. (laughs) You remember back in about a month ago, about a month ago, we saw you out in the ocean, just fishing with RJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you brought those old mats of yours, right? Yeah. So, so we just happened to run into Cam out in the ocean, and he had two of his mats. You've had them for, what, two years? Yeah, I mean, I don't think two years, but maybe just under, because they, they were some of the first been, ones. That, yeah, yeah, maybe those first ones that you gave Marlon. Yeah. And, I mean, they're, they're pretty rough. <laughs> I wish I would have brought it with me. I just came here straight from work. I had to run. I didn't get a chance to run home. Otherwise, I would have brought it with me. But what really impressed even me was that how many thousands, four or five thousand fish you flayed uh, dude, on those I, All I could say is every salmon, every steelhead, every kokanee, I mean, every walleye, every everything filleted in my boat over those two years was filleted on that mat. <laughs> and, and they showed the wear, definitely, but two years. No, but that, what really impressed me, Cam, more than anything, was you smell those mats, and there's no smell to them. I'm, I mean, mm-hmm. well, I need to bring it to you guys, and we can take the shows or yeah. whatever. It's, it's just so impressive. Like, wow, this thing doesn't stink after all that. And that's what, I, that's what the main selling point that I loved about them is that just the e- cleanliness of them to be able to keep right. them clean so easily. You, you take a play mat and you you clean it and you put it in your fish box especially like a buoy 10 and then you you go fish for the day and it sits in this you know it's sitting in there baking mm-hmm. in an enclosed environment and you open the fish box Ooh, and it's like and like i said you know what these things you know that we do and and, and that fishermen do it's like okay this is kind of like our livelihood and stuff and it's like it's just you don't want to have to deal with like your fish bats and your fish cleaning like routine and one less thing to worry about. And, you know, there's a lot of attributes to these fish mats that, like, to, to some people, they're just like, okay, I don't give a damn about a fish mat. Right. But to a lot of people, we're like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> it's like, exactly. it actually is important to us. The cleanliness of them is important to us. Uh, how long they last. It's funny because on one of the mats, you can see exactly where I do every, I do a certain, like, head removal cut on mm-hmm. every single kokity. We will say that. That's thousands. <laughs> yeah. yeah. COVID, and there was yeah. one spot on the mat that you could see where the little nubs were really worn off. But uh-huh. you know, I mean, that was thousands right. of kokity and salmon and walleye. And it's like, okay, so, and like I said, two years, and you just traded them out. And you're like, here you go. Here's two more mats. And shoot, oh, those yeah. mats don't look yeah, I want those. Those are gold. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and even if you do get any of that rubber product, it's TPV. I, I think I've gone over that before. Um, it's an edible product, 100% recyclable, and it's safe enough that you could even eat it. Yeah, it's I mean, not hurt the, you. that's crazy. When, when no. I said those nubs, like the very few that were removed, like uh-huh. I said, too, it's almost kind of like when you talk about like running a boat, you know, like boats we run in three years probably get more ran than boats that are 25 years old. Same thing as these mats, yeah. you know what I mean? So, like, if you're looking for 
something that's going to have some longevity, some durability to it. Like we'll put stuff like right through the ringer and they held up and they held up really well. You know, a few of the nubs were removed after two years and thousands. Yeah. Well, like they I were said, still working well. That's what's crazy. I, if, if you wouldn't have traded them out that day at the ocean, I would still be using them and not have any qualms about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, and there you go. I mean, I don't know too many of your everyday fishermen who are going to put thousands of fish across a mat in two years. I mean, I know I don't. I, I try to get out fishing quite a bit. Yeah. So. No, there's no one's, no. No one's doing that. No. But even like, even the applications of using those like in the kitchen though, mm -hmm. you know, you talk about like, you know, the food prep in the kitchen and stuff like that. It's almost, you know, just sitting here talking to me because you think it's like, I like to have a couple of those, like what I want to make fish and chips. Like, you know, you have the ones for the boat. Yeah. But then you have a couple mats, you know, when you're trying to like, you know, like you're trying to prep your fish and dry it a little bit just so you don't get that wet surface on your cutting board that seems to always like leak everywhere. You can right. keep that contained, keep the fish a little drier, a little nicer too. Like there's... I mean, there's other applications for these mats outside of the boat. Yeah, and I don't want to get too geeky because I, I'm an engineer. That's my background, so I can get that way a little bit. But with all those pegs, they're all so close together that actually when the liquid starts to go down in there, the pegs, um, they create a magnetic force in the liquid. So you're actually trapping a lot of liquid in there. I mean, I, I think we've done it before, but... You can pour like a whole glass of water on that mat, and it's all gonna stay in there. Yeah, like all so if you bleed your fish, tension and yeah, stuff. water tension. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's <laughs> crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, so those pegs actually help with with retention of fluids as well. How many do you say you have? How many pegs are on there again? Three thousand two hundred sixty-eight. Three thousand two hundred sixty-eight. Counts? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> one day I'm gonna count. One day I'm gonna count them just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, right. I just take a little white, like a little white sharpie, and mark every one. I go one, two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> two rows and then multiply and then yeah. that's a that's what you know what we should do we should do oh does it say that on the no it does not we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a contest tonight for how many pegs people think that's good on the live feed on the live feed so okay. by the time you That'd listen to this podcast it's already gonna be done yeah, so sorry we're gonna use that so question. if all these people listening and all you youtubers watching thank you so much for tuning in we appreciate it don't forget thumbs up this video it helps where can they get these? Where can they get the mats? They're available in most stores, aren't they? They are, yes. Um, I know Sportco carries them. Sportsman's Warehouse carries them. Fisherman's now. Fisherman's Marine just started carrying them. Thank you. Bob's. Bob's them. Merchandise carries them. Did you see my story the other day when I was in there? At I Bob's, yes, I did. <laughs> I saw yes, that. I saw that. I was, I was like, like, get them, guys. There's, there's only five left. left. And that is it. That's of all of them they brought in recently. That's, that's all that's left. Um, of course, we sell them on our website, on Amazon. Um, Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, you can buy them on either websites or in stores. Cool. So, What's your website if they want to just go support? Uh, www.filletaway.com. That's F-I-L-L-E-T-A-W-A-Y, filletaway.com. Cool. So go check them out, guys. We highly recommend it for sure. And you have, so you have two business partners, or just you, just you and Pete? Just me and Pete. Uh, and then, yeah, that's, that's the two of us. And if I may, we just recently got in with Big Rock Sports. Oh, and okay. Big Rock is... is so you'll been, see them everywhere now. Yeah. Mm. And I'm going to the show in Nashville. Oh, so Nashville. We're going to go down to Nashville and see what we can do about trying to make it a nationwide... Killer. ...ubiquitous product. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun with it. That's awesome. And well, then, so are they all made in the USA? 100%. Yep. The materials are USA created product. The TPV, the thermoplastic volcanizate that we use to inject these mats, 
that are inject in, injection molded in Post Falls, Idaho. So yeah, 100% in the USA. That's cool. Labeling, everything. That's cool. So guys, support it. Local, USA-made businesses. What else, Cam? You got any other questions for Colin before we start talking some more fishing? Yeah, not, like I said, not really. Oh, other than I wish I just had more fish to put on those mats. Yeah, right. Have you been fishing? I have. In fact, we just went down last weekend to Tri-Cities, a group in the Midwest that's huge into walleye, called Target Walleye. We're we're putting together a how-to video. You talked to me about those Yes, yes. Great group, really great group. They're about 250,000 strong, um, and it's all about walleye. 250,000 strong on between all their between, platforms? Yes. Do they have a the YouTube platforms. channel? They do have a YouTube channel. How many subscribers do they have? Don't quote me on this, but I think it's around 60,000. So that's not the biggest. The biggest part of their population but is when on When are we Facebook. bringing them out here? I, I'd love to. You know what? The walleye. They need to come out here at a certain capital. time of year. Yes. <laughs> yes, when uh, you know what I'm talking about. There's a certain time of year when the big dogs are, planning that. are running. Let's do it. Let's target walleye. Target walleye. So, yes, it's a pretty good group. Um, awesome guys. And what we're doing is putting together a, a how-to fillet walleye. And we got a, a local guide down there. Actually, he's not even a guide yet. He's just a, a well-known um, dude, J-Rod, Jaime Rodriguez, uh, to come out and help us with the video. And he showed us how to do the walleye wings. How to take the cheeks out, which I've never done. I've never done. No, and it's funny. So we did that video with Pop Off, which I don't know if you saw that thing. I did. Got like 30,000 views now on it or whatever. So many dudes commented on that video and said, Why don't you guys take the cheeks? And I'm sitting there going, Walleye cheeks? Come on, dude. What is it? Like a freaking, like, you get like a sliver of meat on it? Like, well, like, it's like a little popcorn fish nugget. I guess it tastes like a. That's what a salmon cheek is, is a fish nugget. But I guess it tastes like like a scallop. I love scallops myself, but mm-hmm. I, it's it's yeah, it's literally like this big, and just a little. Well, it, it really good. Walleye nubbin, and then <laughs> the, and then the uh, the walleye wings. So the pectoral fins and the pelvic mm-hmm. fins. You cut around all those, and you cut that out, and it's just this little like it looks. It looks like a sea turtle when you're done cooking, cutting it out, <laughs> and you, I guess you just cook them up, and then just you know pull it off, kind of like you're eating. Um, What's that weird vegetable that you just kind of like? Oh, oh, oh artichoke. Artichoke, yeah. artichoke, yeah. So it's like you're eating artichoke and you just peel all the meat off and it's supposed to be really good too. But huh. yeah. Interesting. And then I'm going to watch, watch that so I want to know see if they can do Springer wings. Springer wings. <laughs> I'm sure you could. It's the well, same thing. Every year you always ask clients, you want your collars? Like, no. No, we're not. You it's like them. I save them and make one big, like, smoked giant batch of collars, but oh, now it's going to have to be Springer Wings. Springer, <laughs> Springer Wings. wings. <laughs> Check that so, out. Oh, that yeah, it's kind of cool. Springer. Fried Springer, dude. If you f- fry a Springer, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unreal. That. I mean, you know, fried fish, like, fried makes everything good, and then you take a Springer and you do it, it's, like, just heaven. Oh, boy. Oh. Are we going to get any springers this year? You know, just I, I, we're, we're to- I was just, just thinking that. I was trying to not comment. I'm like, we're going off subject on springers already. But probably not. Let's just assume we're not oh, going to get any because. No, come on. Thank you, WDFW and ODFW. Way to go. Bravo. Anyways, I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I'm over it. <laughs> we were on some really positive subjects. Everything is really depressing. But, walleye, but hey, that's the thing. We're all going to be walleye, bass, and kokanee fishermen. So stay has our way. Well. The good thing there's we a lot of them. We do need to do a lot of filleting on those, though, so that's good. If they're going to do, <laughs> no. 
There's... If they're gonna do that, they need to put walleye in. They need to put walleye in there, dude. They would freaking. I think they would thrive. Thrive. Totally. Oh yeah, dude. Any big reservoirs that have walleye typically do really, really well. I bet they would just. I mean, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't know that much about the physiology and stuff of walleye, but I mean, shoot, they do well. In Pike minnows do really well in there, so they're mm -hmm. probably an ample food source. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They eat the hell out of the pike. Don't be a bucket biologist, though, people. There's already smallmouth in there, largemouth in there. Who wonder who yeah. put those in there? I don't know. Or maybe they were just automatically in there when they put the dam in. I'd be pretty high up a river. when they. I mean, when they put that dam in, they took 110 river miles of spawning habitat. Them. I'll just say wow. I don't care. So Screw sweet. the river names thing. What's the point? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's how pissed off I am. Clint, Clint's gonna have fun bleeping all. No, he's not. Don't bleep those. I don't care. I give you. I give you. Huh. Admin. Admin rights to be able admin to leave, permission. Leave the. River we we, we signed the document. Marlon has to stamp off on it. It's how it has to roll down. Make sure you put it on a cover sheet. Yeah, absolutely. No, this is totally. Yeah. Keep track of that. Oh, God. <laughs> Unbelievable addicts. We're sorry this podcast is a little all over the place, but it's all right. It's all right. What do you, are you, so say Coho don't show up, then what are you doing? You just going to chill, go on vacation? Dude, might start fishing bass. <laughs> I, mean, I, don't bass. I don't know. I don't know right now. I'm kind of in that little bit of a flux. We did get some seasons opening up, so hopefully you guys will hear that. You know, they did give us two sturgeon Saturdays again. Wana power lines up. They did open the Columbia um, uh, from this date, which happens to be October 16th to October 31st. Two fish from Bonneville down. Even Actually, they did open it up in the pool, too. Hmm. But, like I said, you know... For Chinook? No, for Coho only. Which kind of sucks because, like, like it's said earlier, you know, Zones 4 and 5 did have some Chinook in it. sounded like a week ago, but they slaughtered them pretty good in the nets. But I don't think there's a lot of coho to give out there. It might be better than what we're seeing in the trip, but who knows? I might, Are you going to go def and try it? I definitely will. Like, I don't know if it'll be Friday, the opener, but uh, at so some point. So this Friday it opens? Yeah, this Friday. Or Friday, well, for you guys, it probably already is open October 18th. Yeah, Friday is when 18th. it opens till the 31st, both two-week season, but... Better than nothing. You know, we keep saying that. Better than nothing. Yeah, like we're always settling for it. Right? We're settling. Oh, God. Don't even get, I'm not we don't have a choice. Yeah, yeah we, no, we, we need to start wow. having a choice. I think there's ways that we can do things that need to be done. Let's do it. I'm on board. You just tell me how. Yeah. We need to go burn Identify some, build, the like, some buildings on fire. First thing, first thing, first, first step to, <laughs> to problem management is identifying the problem. And I think with the discussions that I was having with one of our other directors, uh, that that step within the Hatchery and Wild Coexist campaign is starting to really come together. Because, like I said, you can't fight what you don't oh no, you don't understand, you know. And and taking opinion out of it, like taking like our biased sport fisherman opinion out of it, there's just hard numbers and hard facts of what's gone on in the last you know 20 years that you can't argue with that you can see on paper that tell the story mm -hmm. you know well we did this and we got this and now we do this and we get this yep for what it's worth so yep. it'll be pretty easy to sell <laughs> let's just say that well yeah crazy, mm -hmm. crazy. it'll be a fun winner be a fun winner between 
winter steelhead and working on that and it's gonna it's gonna be busy so. what about your plans you got you do much fishing or anything the rest of this year what do you what kind yeah. of stuff are you targeting yeah i we might make a few more trips to tri-cities area um i really know mm -hmm. that water well for walleye and with you know, not a lot of other stuff going on. I'm excited to go after some winter steelhead again now that I'm over here. So I'm, you know, I don't know where, how that run is shaping up to look. I really haven't even looked at that oh, lately. It doesn't matter. The, the smell and the stench of all the little grandma basement trolls are starting to fill the air a little bit in the <laughs> northwest. All the little winter, winter steelhead trolls are starting to come out. It's in the air. It is in the air. <laughs> We're well, definitely behind the hatchery wild thing. You know, we've totally signed up for that, and we'd love to help out in any way we can. And then show season, show season. Oh, show season. Yeah, yeah sportsman shows are coming. Sportsman shows are coming. Crazy. We're gonna do uh, yeah, Sacramento right? this year. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we got the Portland show. I didn't do any other ones. Yeah. We're gonna do Sacramento. That'd be That's kind of what cool. we were gonna do. Were you? But we just can't this see. Just, just can't. Yeah, you know, so between we should be there hundred percent, like mm -hmm. we're idiots for not going. But I just don't have time. I get it. Funds. I may go like with a, I may go in a booth somewhere. Hey, there. Yeah. I like to just yeah, just we'll be the be, be the guy there <laughs> with somebody. Yeah, that'd be somewhere. Cool. So yeah, I definitely I would like to get down there. But, yeah. All you guys listening, comment. Let us know what where you want us to come visit. Like, what shows would you like to see us do if you guys go? and are participating in sportsman shows around the country because we want to go we want to do other ones too like i'd like to go do a midwest show or something yeah that's kind of mm -hmm. why I've, I've bailed oh, yes. on, the, on the sacramento one because it's just all those shows around here in the northwest are so freaking close together mm -hmm. it's like they're like bam 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 and then it's over yeah. and then it's over where there's a lot of shows over there that aren't even around our yeah we'd be better we'd be better i mean let's let's be honest i mean the portland show is the biggiggest one west of the mississippi right yep. yeah so like it Okay, everyone said yes um, except for you, Cody. So fine. <laughs> Ipsic, Cody, I do think not even Ipsic, Ipsic, Ipsic is Ipsic is. I I've heard that Sacramento's a bigger dollar show, but not a bigger. Would drive. you like to say sure. we could join? We could join you. We could join Cody yeah. in halfway through. How hilarious would that? We're be leaving there? all this in for you guys to listen to. But anyways, okay, fine. Ipsic, but it, well, like I said, doing doing like a bunch of regional shows when like you know like I said Tri City, Seattle, Puyallup. Um, Redmond, Salem, a, a lot of people travel, and you might not—you might be the minority of showgoer that doesn't travel to the Portland show. But it's better served for us to just go to the Portland show and then go to either California, California or go good. to Midwest, and and that's where I mean, because you got to realize, addicts. I know this is beholden to a lot of people, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of money. We have to do a lot of money. It's a lot of time from our jobs and oh, our families yeah. too. Here, so here. it's like we got to kind of. Yeah, it's got to make sense. Like, as much as I would love to go to every show yep. and meet all you guys, it just unfortunately right now it's not happening. But we do want to hear your suggestions, so make sure you yeah. comment. But We'd love yeah, to there know. might be a sleeper. Like, maybe we do need to go to a Redmond show, or maybe we do need to go, you know, to Tri Cities. Like, mm -hmm. I, we don't really know that, but our perception right now is exactly what I just said. So, yeah, let the us Spokane know. Spokane show is pretty good. Which one? Spokane. Spokane. Yeah. That's another one. I mean, that's, totally that's East Side. And that one's that one's a little. I feel like that one's a little further removed. Than the the radius of people going to the Portland show too. Oh, absolutely. Just the same yeah. people put it on all often trade shows. No, it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not. So who Different group. is there a dis decent amount of people that show up to that one? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I don't, I can't pull the numbers off the top of my head. But yeah, we've always done it just because it's been a local show for us. Mm -hmm. So, and then Portland's 
too big not to go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah. I mean, it's something to consider for that east side presence. Yeah, when do they do that one? That's in March. Oh, that wouldn't be hard. Yeah. That wouldn't be hard. Is it first two weeks of March? It's, yeah, when the nope. first two weeks of Why March. Why would they do that? Springer <laughs> season. No, for the last, the last two weeks. Oh, first, two, first two weeks is a better Steelhead. season. <laughs> Steelhead. No, I'm just, I'm just joking. There won't be any stealing anyways, because <laughs> let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. All those wilds got eaten because he took the hatchery fish out. All those predators had to eat something. Well, typically hey, when you don't you have go. a good co-return, no. you don't have a good steal return, Yeah, right? but you know what? Even mm -hmm. the last few years when we had good co-returns, we didn't have a good steal return anyways. So, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways. It's going to be interesting to see what some of these local rivers do now that those nets have been out of there for a few years. Yeah, but the problem is the, the the nets were removed, but then the the pinniped problem is there, and then those pinnipeds. Uh, last I checked, they didn't look like they were emaciated and starving, so they're eating something during that time yeah, of year. And there's no hatchery. There's no hatchery fish. You have to understand that every little thing that oh, they do. No, no, helps. I agree. I agree. But my problem is my problem is like you're right. They haven't netted the Columbia the last three springs, but. You've had this overwhelming presence of predation that's not being diluted by hatchery fish now. Mm -hmm. so, so that predation is all falling on wild stocks. Supply and demand. You don't have enough fish going And out like the I hatcheries. said, they're not starving to death. So you tell me what they're eating besides sturgeon. Or coho. Oh, yeah, coho too. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Can't we just shoot them all? I do anyways. Every time I see one. You're such a liar. <laughs> I might know. Oh, I'm getting to that point. Because I saw, like, when I was going under, like, when you when your crew went down and asked story, you know, and you look up, they're freaking all over in the breeze. All the cormorants. Like, I mean, dude. Dude, we should just go down there and just freaking massacre them. <laughs> Who's in it with us, dude? If there's enough, they can't arrest all of us. If we show up with, like, thousands of boats, they can't I mean, arrest let, all of us. Let's think about the ineptitude of the state That's on right. this one. They shot them off their colony on, on those islands, yeah. and they wanted to get rid of them. So what did they do? They went park, to the bridge. And now their colonies under the Astoria Bridge, and they can't freaking touch them. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. We, we need to end this podcast before I go on. Oh, my <laughs> Thank gosh. you so much for coming in. Hey, we got a live feed to do for you guys. Wait, before we do, though, oh, what's up? do we have any other updates? Anything no. going on with addicts? Am I missing anything? No, because bash. We do the last bash. No, we're good, bro. No, no other updates. We're, I mean, we're going to do winter steelhead bashes, but we don't have those dates announced yet. We don't have. Yeah, we do have some pro yeah, November, I mean, December, stuff, winter bashes. That, that we'll for the next time, you're going to have to tune in next week, boys and girls. Yeah. Do not forget, though. Make sure you guys check out our website, addicted.fishing, because we do have. A bunch of new apparel that will be launched by probably by the time you guys see this podcast. So, mm -hmm. actually, if you're watching on YouTube, this jacket will be on there. Very nice. Check it out. It looks really good. So, it's pretty sweet. As Cam said, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Don't forget, leave us a review if you're on iTunes. I know I say that every time, but on iTunes, please leave us a review. It helps get that podcast syndicated and out to more people. So, we appreciate it. Don't forget, check out what's the website one last time www.filetaway.com. Filet cool. with two L's. Okay. Beautiful. Later. See you guys on the See you guys.